everyone. Welcome to Karen the Load Podcast. We are so excited to have you join us today. I am particularly excited because we have Ashley Taylor. She is um, a social media guru. And I, I am such a fan of Ashley. Um, we met, well, it's been about seven, eight months ago. Yeah. And um, we met in just a, a social setting and got to know her a little bit and found out that she had a company that focused on social media. It's called Boots. Yeah, Boots Media. Boots Media. <laughs> and for seven years, she has been the social media, really focusing in that and branding and helping other companies. Really, for 12 years, you've been doing marketing and branding and and all those things. Yes. Um, so much focusing on connection. And I loved some of the points when I was looking on your website this morning. Connection, courage, creativity, and authenticity. Yes. So. Yeah. And that's where the Boots name came from when uh, we first started out. We just saw so much of social media starts to look the same. Someone has a trend and then everyone says, this is what we're doing now. And it ends up making things look very ho-hum and blah and just following trends just never really works out. And um, one of my favorite poems in the world talks about how the boot is more famous to the earth because it actually touches the earth. It's more famous than the dress shoe. It's more famous than the sneaker. But the boot is actually the one who hits the trails, sees the world, and gets everything done. And so we really wanted to, in coming up with a name, we thought, yeah, social media, we want to be the one that's out there trekking, doing new things, trying out new trails, and and really being authentic, being real to what we're seeing out there. And so that's how it formed. I bet you didn't know that. I didn't know that. And I love that. Yeah. That is really so, so powerful. And thank you for sharing that part of, of the name and why, because it is, you know, when you think about it, boots and hitting the ground and trekking and seeing the world and being authentic is just everything. Yeah. I love where you talked about trends and being a trendsetter and really that's not where it's at. No, <laughs> that's not where it's fun. And that's not where the growth is. It's what I am loving about everything going on today is that people are slowing down. We're having to become a little more familiar with who the real person inside is. Totally. So one of the things that we wanted to discuss, but, before we really get into this, just yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to to being this guru. Yeah. Um, well, it's great that you're calling me a guru. That makes me feel on top of the world and more flexible somehow, like a yoga guru. But um, yeah, I started in social media. Uh, I was actually just kind of thrown into social media. It wasn't something that I sought out. Um Growing up, I grew up in Utah, uh, in Sandy, um, and my mom kind of raised all of us to, she raised us to feel like we were rock stars. We were good at everything, but she also made us feel like everyone around us was good at everything too. And so I feel like that kind of made me feel like life was this big, exciting adventure and no limits were ever put on us. And so I think that kind of made me into this ideas person. So growing up, I was, I just was known for the ideas I would come up with. And I would just sit and 
pitch things all the time. And I had school counselors talk to me about what are you going to do with your, what are you going to do when you, when you graduate, are you going to go to school and, and get a degree in? And I said, oh, I just want to be like, I just want to like come up with a bunch of ideas. That's like my ideal. <laughs> I don't even necessarily need to see them through. I just want to come up with ideas. Right. You want to dream. Yes. I love it. Yes. And my, my counselor said, oh, that's perfect for, that's perfect for marketing or advertising. And I said, oh, then I have to take some accounting classes in business school. I said, I'm not interested. Um, and I went to college and I just was still kind of being very open and free with what I wanted to do. And I couldn't quite figure out how that fit in with, with this no limits. How could I come up with a lot of ideas? And, um, I was sitting in a, I, I finished a paper for my English course and I signed it, turned it into my professor. And she said, I feel like I need to tell people when they're good at something. Cause they don't know. A lot of times people don't know. And she said, you have a knack for writing. You should write more. And that kind of clicked into me. Mm-hmm. That was my ideas. I can come up with ideas all day long. I can write them down and someone's going to be grateful for them. Even if it's just me, it doesn't matter, but at least it felt like progress with the ideas I was coming up with. And, uh, so I, I finished a degree in English. I focused on writing. I loved it so much. And I just felt like when I graduated, people said, well, what are you going to do with an English degree? And I said, if you have an English degree, you have everything. You know, you can do anything. You can morph and fit into anything that you can. And at first I was hit with like, okay, that's not actually true. You have to actually have some skill set to get a lot of these jobs. So it was a little bit more difficult. But um, then I realized that it actually was really helpful for me. And and in social media, a company came and it was social media was just getting started and, and, and going. And they said, we just need some help with some of our marketing writing. And so I started with a company right then, just helping with some marketing writing and, and doing a lot of the social media captions and ideas. I was able to come up with these ideas and, and put them all together. And, and it just kind of felt like, yeah, this is great. This is a perfect fit for me. Uh, I never thought I would be doing this. This isn't necessarily what I thought I'd be doing, but when you start running down a path and it feels really right, you just keep running. And so Pretty soon after a while, people were coming to us saying, will you do our social media for our business on the side? And, and, uh, from there, my, my sister, who's my business partner, we actually started Boots Media together because we know there's this niche out there. And so, yeah, that's where we started. That's how we got going. I love this entire story. <laughs> First off, the fact that your mom raised you to feel like you were a rock star, that all of you are rock stars, not just you, not just your siblings, but everyone. And the reality is she's right. Yeah. We all have these gifts. And the fact that you're this idea person, I think we all have ideas, but we're so scared. Totally. It's that fear of letting those ideas, what if, you know, well, they think I'm stupid or this or that. Your mom gave you that, um, self, self, uh, awareness that just knowing you could do whatever you wanted to do. Yeah. And that's, what's so crazy about, I, I look back and think, how can I teach my kids this? I don't even know how she did it, but it's, it's such a common thread. Um, my sister and I talk about it a lot, but we just were raised to think anything's possible. So when I would pitch these ideas to my friends, I'd say, let's start a business and do this. And we can do this and this and this. People would look at me like I'm straight crazy. And they'd say, we don't know how to do that. And I said, oh, but we can figure Figure it out. out. You're all the most amazing people I've ever met. And we have the skills to do it. And everyone would say, no, we don't. (laughs) And 
it was just a big, I, I just remember thinking anything, there's nothing that we can't do because everyone here is a rock star. And that feeling was so strong in me. And it still is. I love meeting people now and that, that don't feel like they have anything. And I learned a lot from that English professor too, who said, when someone's good at something, tell them because they don't know a lot. And I feel like that's really empowered me too, to say, if someone's good at something, Tell them, tell them to tell them that they're good at it. Cause you can come up with a million ideas, but until someone thinks that they can actually fulfill on it, they won't move. I love that. That's something that we all need to remember. And that, I mean, it's a huge takeaway right off the bat is to just tell them, encourage them, um, in everything, you know, and when what we're doing, when you see those things that they're really good at. I remember the first time we met, I, I, when I sent you a text and I said, you know, something, can we meet? And this is about, you know, boots. And I have your, I didn't even know the name, Yeah, <laughs> you know, your, your company. And I've got some ideas, but my ideas were so different with care on the load because it wasn't your typical philanthropic marketing. You know, here's my plan. Here's how I'm going to make all this money. Totally. And here's how we're going to pay for everything. Yeah. Where I had, Here's what my end goal is to, to help people and to make people, you know, help people not feel alone and to lift them up and the whole thing. But I didn't know how I was going to get from point A to point B yeah. at all. And, and I didn't understand social media and I didn't understand really the influence of social media. Um, you know, I, I had hardly been on Instagram. I, you know, I, I followed and kind of trolled and looked at friends and things just to see what was going on on Facebook and things, but I wasn't a real poster and, and do, you know, getting engaged because I didn't have the confidence to really share some of those thoughts because I thought, well, they think, you know, I'm stupid or what will they think? But yet I have all these ideas, you know, that's where you and I yeah. are a lot alike and having ideas and, and thinking of things. And I remember, talking I was picking up some I had a company 20 years ago when we did we did t-shirts and apparel and I went to pick up some shirts for my printer and he had left me a note and he left them across the across the parking lot at a candle company and I'm such a fan of candles I <laughs> love candles and I barely go in there and I start talking to the people and it just smells incredible and all of a sudden I'm, I'm saying, well, you know, you can do this, this, and this, and this. And they're looking at me like I'm crazy. And they said, we can't do that. We, we don't know how to do that. We, you know, you should just do that. Well, I came home, and next thing I know, I have a candle company. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm teaching no. myself how to make candles and how to go do those things. So I love the, the commonality that we have of not being afraid to yeah. take those ideas and figure it out and, and helping others and lifting others. But, but so back to social media. So that's yeah. really why I came to you because I knew that there was this power behind an influence with social media. Um, and I didn't know how to tap into it. I wanted to be a positive influence. I kept hearing all the things about the negative, the addicting parts of it and how Uh difficult. And I thought, well, how can we take it? You know, if you've got the negative, there's got to be a positive. And so that's where I reached out to you. 
But that's, you know, as our guru, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to chat with you and what your thoughts are about, about the social media in general and the influence and how it can, you know, taking it to a personal level. You know, we, we know what, you know, business and that's the focus in, in so much of what we do, but how can we tap into that and how can we take that social media to be a positive? Sure. And it is, it's a hot topic right now. There's a lot of people out there who are confused about how they should feel about social media. Um, I hear a lot of people say it's a necessary evil or it's, uh, it's, I won't get on it because I don't, I don't feel good about myself when I get done. And I feel like it is something that we should be talking about more. Um, because just like anything that has power for good and power that could definitely just be a total time suck and waste in your life, you should always be creating a boundary in there. But I feel like around seven years ago, Instagram was a place where people went and just said, here's what I'm doing. It's Tuesday afternoon. I want everyone to know. And people loved that. It was kind of Facebook, but a little bit more digestible. Uh And so people really gravitated towards that. And so follower people started to to sign up and post like crazy. And businesses said, oh, look, there's a lot of people on here. And businesses slowly started to trickle in. It took some time. Well, now on the flip side, you know, probably 80% of all businesses have a social media presence. If they don't, they're probably working on getting one at this point. Right. And more of those people who were posting, this is what I'm doing on a Tuesday afternoon. Those people have almost become more spectators on the app than they are necessarily participators. There is still a lot of participation. People are still posting all the time, but you've probably noticed over the years, it's kind of morphed into this situation where people are, it's almost an advertising uh, place. There's a lot of influencers who are, who almost seem like they're, they're running the app. Um, there's businesses who are on there now. So the app dynamics have changed pretty extensively over the last seven, eight years, which is crazy that it's only been that long. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty infant still in that infancy. It's totally in the infancy, but it's crazy that it's morphed this way. Right. Um, where in the beginning it was really all user based. Instagram made it really hard for businesses to get on because they wanted to keep that, that home feel of like anyone can get on and say, guess where I'm at today? I'm here and I'm eating a hot dog and people could like it. And that's a crazy idea. If you would have said that 20 years ago to someone like, like I'm going to post my meal on a Friday night and people are just going to love what I'm doing. It's like, that sounds so crazy, but it appealed to our gener- it appealed to the generation at the time. And now businesses said, Hey, take note, we can do this. So then influencers were born. And I feel like this is where people started to say, what am I doing on social media? Um, and the other part about social media people want to talk about is, is the conflict that happens on social media. Um, people talk about, Oh, I get so much anxiety when I hop on, on social media. I, I struggle with, with the people that I follow. I don't love what they're saying. And so I do, I, I, I come to this conversation saying, you create your boundaries on social media and you have to decide similar to what you said earlier. If it's something that's great, you follow it, you embrace it. You become its number one fan. You join that community and you say, I'm all in on this community. I love what you're doing. I love what you're producing. I want to see more of it. And if it's something that you watch and you go, this is bonkers and I don't love it. Instead of getting on and saying, Hey dummy, you're a big dummy. It's just leave. leave, unfollow, show your support with your following and your unfollowing and, and let it happen that way. 
but, uh, it really is social media needs boundaries. It does for any personal use. It really needs a boundary right. for business use. I've been on the other side of it. Our goal is to create content that keeps you scrolling, keeps you looking, keeps you clicking, keeps you there. And really is honestly just meant to engage you fully in what that brand's goal is. But as a personal user, you can't have the mentality up. I'm going to keep scrolling. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing this all day long on your whole, on your whole life. Because that's where that anxiety comes. Totally. Or the negativity or not feeling good. It's when you just, you, you give it all away. Yeah. And have no boundaries. No boundaries at all. And, and I work in social media. So people say, why would you give advice to have boundaries on social media? Don't you want people on there all the time? And I say, even I work in social media. I have clients. I have specific times that I will and won't check social media. I have times when I walk away from it completely. And I have a lot of brands that I just unfollow. Even if they're good inspiration for me, I say, this isn't helping me feel any better each day. Right. I got to walk away from this. And so I've given myself the ability just to, to take breaks and come up for air and to make it, if you're looking at this social media aspect of it and saying what here in here offers value to me, only, you know, what offers value to you. And just because someone has a lot of followers doesn't necessarily, it means they have value for you. Sometimes those followers, I've worked with clients who've purchased entire followings. I worked with clients who are purchasing likes right now. And that whole goal is to make you feel like you're a part of their movement. But if that movement's not speaking to you, don't hop on the movement. Unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. That's so important. And, And really with any aspect of our life, don't just follow because it seems like the crowd is. Yeah. You know, we tell our kids that all the time. You don't have to be like, everybody else just because you know that you think they're cool or whatever unfollow if it's not offering value totally if it's not being uplifting and it's making you feel yucky then don't follow right you don't have to go in and trash by what you say just simply unfollow yeah and on top of that i i feel like I was talking to a friend about this one day and we were saying, she was saying like, Oh, I just feel I'm scrolling all Instagram all day. I just, I just need to delete the app. And I said, absolutely. If you're scrolling all day, you need to reevaluate that boundary. And I said, picture yourself. I'm a, I'm a mom. I have four kids at home. I've got a lot going on. I coach volleyball. I've got a business. I've got a household to run. I've got so much happening in my life right now. And I said, imagine my doorbell just going off all day. And I went and answered the door and it's someone standing there saying, I'm going to tell you all of the best tips and tricks on how to get your kids to eat dinner tonight. I said, that is so great. But right now I have 45 things going on and I can't necessarily stop to eat you. I mean, stop to to talk to you, (laughs) not eat you. (laughs) But then my doorbell rings again and I go to the doorbell again and it's, it's someone else saying, I just want to tell you guys about this new makeup that I found today. It's this awesome shade of lipstick. I wanted to tell you all about it, Ashley. So if you could just stand here at this door for 15 minutes while I tell you, I'm going to show you how to wear it, what shoes it goes with, what purse I wear when I wear this lipstick. I would say, I don't have time for you right now. And I'm going to close the door. And then lo and behold, the doorbell rings again. That is the, that is the equivalent of what power you give to social media. If at a certain point you would say, I can't keep answering the door for all these people selling me stuff, then you need to take that time and create a boundary. 
there is a time when you want to get on and scroll and have this, this almost mindless, uh, moment where you get to disconnect from your reality. And that is kind of a nice social media. Also, you could get great tips and tricks. You can get awesome resources on, on how to help different things that are happening in your life. There, no matter what problem that you've had, there's someone on social media who is saying, I've had this too, and I needed help. And I'm going to tell you how I got that help. And that's where you come in. That's Karen Lalone. So that that's why Karen I love you. I love your brand so much because it says to people, I know you're struggling with something. Come here and we're going to just give you all we're going to do is uplift, uplift, uplift. No matter you come as you are and we uplift from there. And that community, that connection. Yes. Is what I hope they're feeling. Yeah. You know, they're feeling that this really is this um, genuine desire to help others realize they're not alone. Now, for so long in my life, I felt alone. And I felt like no one's gone through this. You know, I had some kind of unique experiences in my life that I really wish no one would have to go through. But it has taught me valuable lessons and and created an empathy inside that has allowed me to reach out and has taught me that there's a way to reach out. There's a way to reach that person that has this pain behind the smile that they can maybe just, you know, stick their toe in a little bit mm-hmm. and realize that, oh, okay, it's not so bad. Yeah. It's not so bad over there. And and maybe I can get help. And maybe I can allow myself to feel a little more of what's really going on instead of just numbing myself or, you know, whatever the question or the problem is. And and, and so, yeah, I love how social media allows us to do that and to be kind of in a safe environment to go in and look and to find resources to help us to heal yeah, or to help us to have these tips and tricks on, on how to, you know, create this wonderfully healthy meal for our children that they'll like, Yeah, <laughs> you know, that they totally. that taste delicious or potty training. I'm thinking of my daughter who started potty training my granddaughter today. And I just like, Oh, they're in for a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you know, that's where you go. Mm-hmm. My grandfather came over from Greece and, and we went there a few years ago and I, I love to cook. I love, and I love, they call it the Greek way. I love to cook the Greek way. So yesterday we, we decided we were going to cook the Greek way for, for our family dinner and with all the kids coming home. And there's this one meal that I loved, I loved over there, but it was so difficult to make. And I've, I've tried it before and I haven't done it quite right. Well, where did I turn? Instagram, social media, I did. Pinterest, who Pinterest knows, right? all of them, all of them. <laughs> and it was the best tip, super easy, way easier than what I was trying to do with that, that phyllo dough to, and here it came out flaky and crisp and it was delicious. But the hours and the multiple times I've tried making that, trying to remember how my cousin showed me how to make it in Greece, you know, six years ago. And I took five minutes and here it was. And it was the best meal we've had. That shows you power of social media. It it is that power. Yes. And so it does, it has resources for you. It has, it has things to, to really offer value to your life. There's a, 
I'm thinking of other accounts too. There's, there's an account that I love. It's called Your Living Proof. Um, and it's a, it's a man who struggled so long with drug addiction. And he just says, this is what happened to me. And this is what I'm doing right now. And you can do it. And all he's doing is offering support and love in that aspect. And I think, first of all, that's so vulnerable to say, I had this huge problem that not a lot of people know about. And now I'm going to be willing to talk about it. And then he's saying, come and join, come and join in this movement. I'm giving voice to something a lot of people are are too ashamed to talk about. And now I'm going to give voice to it. And so you can join in this movement. All of these movements, you can say, I'm gathering my family. How am I going to do this best? And you say, oh, I really want my kids to, to have these yummy meals when they come together. It's, it's a funny way to even bring up social media. But yes, yes, it's a connector. There's another, uh, the food nanny, if you follow her. I, yeah. I love following the food nanny because her big push is you should eat as a family, family and your family should love these moments. And when you have good food and you're sitting around a table and you're eating together, that's when memories are made. And I love people who are, have this, this direction that they're going in and they, and they give mo- a voice to a movement and allows people to join a movement that they didn't even know that they needed. So social media is such a great tool in your life, but boundaries, you always have to have those we boundaries. always have to have those boundaries. Yeah. And with, Everything in our life. You know, I think if we don't have boundaries in all these different areas, then it becomes a negative. Totally. And so just like, you know, whether I became this obsessive exerciser. Totally. So, you know, yeah. running's good. Yeah. Exercise is great, right? Right. But what happens if I'm doing it 10 hours a day? Right. It, it becomes, it's not healthy anymore. Yeah. And so again, it's the, those, and you say that out loud, like that's crazy. 10 hours a day would be crazy, but people are spending 10 hours a day on social media. They are. And so when we say, Oh, if someone exercising 10 hours a day, they are crazy. Look at your screen time usage. You can, there's on phones. Now it'll allow you to see how long you're spending on an app. It'll allow you to see how long you're, you're investing time and where you are investing that time. And when you start to add it up, you could look around and say, (laughs) What could but I be I am, getting done in my I life know. besides that? Use social media as your resource. Use it to lift you. Use it to help you in your life. But don't use it as an escape from your everyday life all day. Don't keep answering that door when you have a lot to do. Don't keep going back to the door and saying, now tell me about this that you've got. You have a life to live. And so you live that life. But when you're making Greek food and you want to know how to get this pastry crust perfect, you've got the best resource out there. And it's experience. It's the human experience to pull from. Right. So what a great tool to have in your back pocket. But don't keep it in your hand all day. Put it in your back pocket. Such wise words. <laughs> it was interesting. There was this challenge. Um for the, the teenagers, I think you probably recall that they said, you know, put your phone away. Yeah. Your social media for seven days, basically. Seven-day fast of social media. And I thought to myself, well, if, if they're asking the, the teenagers to do this, well, I'm just going to do it with them. Yeah, I did it too. I remember this. <laughs> and I was shocked. Hmm. It was so hard for me. That first day, like 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm keep going to look at my phone. And I could not believe that I had really, it kind of was an addiction, even though I didn't feel like I was on it all the time. Yeah. That became my natural thing to do when I 
sat down or, you know, if I sat down at, a, at an appointment and I was waiting for a few minutes, I would just look at my phone and start scrolling. Or if I had, you know, downtime here, I'd look at my phone and I'd start scrolling. And it wasn't good, but it was an eye opener to me. Totally. And I had to start replacing that with something positive because you can't just always just leave <laughs> this hole and think, well, now my life has no value. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And, you know, I went back on, but then I understood what was going on and I had better boundaries. Yeah. I love, I love talking about boundaries with social media. I think it's necessary. And there's a couple of good resources. There's a book called uh, Digital Minimalism that I loved reading. Um, and that book talks a lot about how to create these boundaries. It does go a little bit extreme, but it talks about not having your phone next to your bed. Um, if you're crawling into bed and you and your spouse are both scrolling at night, that's a time that used to be full of connection for married couples. And now they're noticing that that connection, people are making connections outside of their home. They're looking at what someone's doing. They're looking at this recent trip someone went on. They're getting that lipstick trick that they need. <laughs> but really what they need is that, that connection, connection time with their spouse. And so it talks about different ways that, that these digital influences have kind of crept in on our daily lives. And in a spot that should be creating connection it's creating the disconnect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it is something to evaluate. If you're feeling that struggle, if you're feeling that anxiety, take a look at your social media usage. Is it good? Yes. It has so much to offer, but also has a lot of garbage and yeah. also is a huge time suck. Evaluate that. Don't settle for these feelings that you're feeling. Take control, take charge and, and change that. And I think, you know, that's, we can take control. Yeah. For some reason, I think we think, well, we can't. Well, that's something we can work on. Totally. We can work on improving and having control. Just like getting fit, it doesn't happen in one day. No. But it takes, it takes self-control. You're going to have to write down a goal. You're going <laughs> to have to stick to it. You can put limits on your phone. It'll kick you out of a social media app. That's always an eye-opener for me. It's like, I'll start scrolling and I'm looking and... And I'm saying that I'm doing it for work. Sure. Who knows? And then the next thing you know, it's like your time limit has expired. And I'm like, oh, I barely got anything done that I needed to. And it's because I just got so wrapped up in it. It is a time suck. So, so put these limits and try out some different things. And the interesting thing, even people that I, that work in the industry where, you know, the social media is, is their connector. It is totally. how they're getting new clients. It is how they're doing all these things. Absolutely. They, I mean, just last week I was having a conversation with a gentleman and he said, I have put a limit on my time in the morning that I'm on social media. I only allow 20 minutes and then he's off doing another task and said, because it was a time sucker. He totally. was finding he, even though it was work, it was too much and it totally. was coming into, so there's. There's all these great tools. So, you know, I love these resources that you're sharing yeah. and ideas. And I feel like another part, when we talk about going into social media and these, these feelings that it causes too, I feel like it's also important to bring up how social media can also sometimes cause a lot of wedges. Mm -hmm. um, right now, especially, we're going into political season. We are in the middle of a pandemic. We're, we've got crazy things crazy happening things all over happening. the world and everyone has an opinion about it. 
And that is so great. We're not supposed to be the same. We're not supposed to have the same opinion about everything. We're supposed to have great conversations and we're supposed to be able to come to each other and say, help me understand this. But if you look on social media right now, you don't get that feeling. Oh no. You get the feeling like take a side and stick to it. And if someone calls you, you dig deeper, you get out your shovel and you start digging deeper and you don't ever come up for air. And so I feel like right now it's really important for me. If you're, if you're someone who's struggling on social media to, to look at what your, your, uh, your friends and family are posting and it makes you feel anxious at all. How can you be a bridge and not a wedge right now? I feel like there's so many wedges going in. Someone will say, I can't believe people are feeling like this. And if you knew someone who actually was feeling like that, you wouldn't talk to them like that in person. You would come down and relate. Even if the conversation didn't necessarily go well in person, it would go differently than it's going on social media. You would find a bridge. You'd find a way to say, I think you're an amazing person. And here's why I think you're an amazing person. You're doing this and this and this and this. And I love that. And we disagree on this point. And that's okay. And that's okay. I'm not going to hammer the wedge. I'm going to build a bridge. And I feel I had someone this last week actually sent me a a post. They sent me a, a private message that said, here's this thing you want to know. It's on a hot topic going on right now. They said, I can't believe this is happening. And I watched the video that they sent because it was someone that I love and trust. And it was a bunch of baloney. Yes. (laughs) And it was someone I love who sent it to me. And I had two options at that point. I could write back, yo dummy, I can't believe you thought this. You're so stupid. Why are you doing this? Quit wasting your time doing these things. You know, this isn't right. Or I could say, I can tell you're super passionate about this. I can tell this is something that means a lot to you. I watched the video. It wasn't something that connected with me. Here's something that I feel about it. I love you so much. Completely different. Totally. Wedge and bridge. That was And we have got to be bridging more. And social media causes anxiety because people go there and it is full of anxiety. It is full of where do I stand? I'm afraid to say my opinion because someone's going to be so mad at me. I'm afraid to, to right. have this conversation. And really it just needs to say anything you post before you post it. Think am I wedging or bridging? You're allowed to have an opinion, but if your opinion is, is a serrated edge of a knife, <laughs> look for the bridge. You're yeah. never going to start a movement by being a voice. That's a serrated edge. If you want to, if you want to inspire change, or if you have an opinion about something, look at a way that you can relate that to someone else. Look at someone on the other side of your argument and say, how could I talk to this person and stay calm and loving and full of hope and still talk to that person and then write your opinion based on that feeling. But yeah, such great advice. I mean, I, I just keep thinking the visual of hammering that wedge in. And those wedges go deep. Super deep. Within families. Oh. I'm seeing family members at each other right now on social media. For what? I know. I know. And I just can't see. I, that's the thing, honestly, with everything that's going on. I just think, can't we just be nice? Yeah. And, and being nice to me isn't that we agree. No. Not at all. We, we love each other, but we're very different. And I, you know, I had a friend that reached out to me last night and just told me, you know, 
I, I don't believe the same way you believe. I don't have the same political views. I don't have this. I don't have that. And, and I don't know what you would think if you knew this, you know, this about me. And, and I knew it about her. And I just said, isn't it wonderful that we can all be different? Yes. And, you know, try, try to create that bridge and the things that I've learned from others that look very different than me. Totally. Or, you know, that have different beliefs than me. Well, there is goodness all around. We don't have to be exact. No. I'm grateful we don't. I am too. There are so many areas in my life I lack immensely. And when I meet people, I'm not a details person. Mm -hmm. I told you I'm an ideas person. Right. And because of that, when it comes down to the nitty gritty details, Boy, do I struggle. And I started this business and it was the biggest eye opener. And so what did I do? I hired a details person. Guess what? We butt heads every single day because I will come up with this big idea, this grand plan. She says, the details don't pan out on that. And it is uh, hard to hear. Her to figure out the details. I want her to say, your plan is amazing. And here's all the details that work perfectly with it. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. But I'm not going to hear that because that's not how it works. And so I have a choice. I could say, you're out of here. You're fired. We're not doing this anymore. You don't know what you're talking about. Of course the details work out. Or I could say, okay, okay, let's talk together. Let's come up with this idea together. Instead of me being this, I only, my idea is great. Her details then provide value to that idea. And that goes across the boards. That's for any argument that you can come up with. And it seems impossible because if everyone else is combative and you're coming to, to the argument, this docile lamb who just wants everyone to love each other, you seem like you're going to get eaten alive. But I'm here to tell you you're not. Right. We need more lambs to come in with opinions. Lambs aren't opinionless. No. You can have an opinion, but we need more lambs there saying, lions, listen up. We can't keep fighting. (laughs) We're going to talk this through and we are going to disagree and it'll make us better for it. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's Brene Brown. I was listening to her podcast the other day on my walk. And over and over, she said something, and I might not get exactly right, but I came here to get it right, Mm. not to be right. Mm. And I think that's what we're saying here about being lambs. Yeah. We're not, and, and with your, you know, you have these ideas, and then you've got the detail person. Well, we're here to get it. Right. Yeah. We don't always have to be right. And I think that's learning a little bit about ourselves. Totally. Um, accepting the fact that we might not know it all, which I am the first to be in line and say, I don't know it all. Yeah. Even that's, on topics that we think we know it all. No, we don't. And no. that's okay. It is okay. And that's why I surround myself with people who do know those things or like the detailed person that that's their, their, their gift. Yeah. Because it's not mine. Totally. And, but together we become really powerful and strong. Yeah. And, and I keep saying powerful today and that's not one of my favorite words, (laughs) (laughs) but together it's amazing what we can do if we find that bridge and we come together. Yeah. I love that concept. Yeah. If you are feeling anxiety, take an audit, do your own audit. Are you engaging in back and forth, whiplash conversations that are, that are harmful. Are you reading those even and not commenting in them, but thinking all day, 
oh, if I would have commented, this is what I would have said. I would have said this and this and this. Are you getting on all day and time sucking? Are you answering the door all day? Is your social media usage out of control? Do you feel like you need to change? Even that feeling, I need to change. All of those are indicators that just a little audit is going to go a long way. And guess what? We go back to this. We're not experts and stuff. I need to know what lipstick I should be wearing, right? Sometimes. So do I. So sometimes I'm going to use it. I need to know in my business what other brands are doing. I want to know what my competitors are doing because there's room at the table for all of us. I want to learn from them. Exactly. And so I'm on there to do that. And so I can't just sign it off and say, ah, because I feel this way, I'm all the way out. No, for me, it provides enough value in these other areas that I'm able to create that boundary, audit down, unfollow, 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 make sure I'm being the bridge, not the wedge. And then when I come to the table, I feel confident about my social media usage. I feel confident that I'm there. I'm going to hop on. Nothing's going to shock me. Nothing's going to hurt me. And even if it does, I've said, I'm not engaging in that. and I'm not going to let it ruin my day. And you have these feelings that are allowing you to move through social media and have it be this tool instead of having it be this total something that yeah, you use yeah. I love that concept. I mean, you have so many great tools here about that personal audit. I mean, I'm thinking of going to a movie. Now, I from the very get-go, my husband loved all these mystery and just, you know, kind of more dark thriller type, not not bad, you know, stuff, but it made me feel yucky. Yeah. You know, back when you'd have to go to the to the movie store to rent something, you know, we'd rent two movies. One that we both watched together, and then I would go to bed. And he would watch this yucky one. It wasn't yucky to him, it was very enticing and and enticing in that it kept him on his toes and who did this and who did that. Yes. You know, like a murder mystery. Totally. And where I just, I couldn't go there Yeah, because I didn't like how it made me feel. Well, we created a boundary. We created that bridge of something that worked for us. And I think that's in every facet of our life. Create a bridge. Yeah. You are in charge of you. And if all of these outside influences are what control you, there might be a little bit of a problem in time for an audit. Yeah. So an audit with love. Oh. If you unfollow, uh, if you un- like, I have a friend who's like, I just had to unfollow my dad. She says, does that make me the worst person in the world? I said, no. no. Do you, do you love your dad? She said, yes, but I can't stand how he does social media. He's always talking about this and this and this, and it's so terrible. And it makes me be so mad at him. And I said, then, and unfollow is right in order for you. You unfollow your dad and you love him in person and you have conversations with him and you share those life experiences with him, but you do not have to follow everyone. So do it with love. Don't feel like you have to be following someone just because you have a close relationship with them. No, part of your boundary is you are in charge of you. Right. And that's great. Yeah. And social media, if you want it to be a tool, feel free to unfollow just about anyone. There's no one you have to be following. There's no rule. You don't have to follow your spouse. Although I probably would recommend it. I would Just do. because you know what's happening there. But <laughs> don't have to follow anyone that you don't want to follow. But, you know, some of these amazing takeaways for me, you know, put the phone away. Mm-hmm. I, I heard someone say, put your phone to bed a half hour before you go to bed. Oh, that's great. And I thought, huh, 
you know, just an interesting concept to, to not have it in the room. Yeah. To have it somewhere separate so that you can focus and have that connection on those, what's really important in your life. Absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. You know, audits, bridges, be the person that adds the value. Yeah. Be that, be that change you want to see on social media. If you feel like something's lacking authenticity or lacking a voice that you need that would help you in your life, first seek it out. And if it's not there, then be that voice. That's what you've done with Karen alone. You recognized an area where a voice needed to be heard. Someone needed to say, you can do this. I've been through this. I can show you what I did. Add your stone and walk on this path with me. And you heard that and you said, I'm going to be that change. You didn't say, I'm sure someone's already doing this. And they, I, I just don't know how to get through. You found a way and you, you were the, you were the change that you wanted to see. And can I add to that change that how happy I am as I have started doing this, as I have started focusing on others, finding different stones to add to the path. But I love what I'm, be, who I'm becoming. Mm-hmm. And how I'm able to help offer hope. And, and I think with the part about being the vulnerable, it's just the insecurities inside of what people will think. And I've realized, you know what? It really doesn't matter. I have to answer to myself. Yeah. Can I be, can I feel good about how I respond to someone that might not be as kind? Or, you know, that wedge that they yeah. put that wedge in. Um, and it's really thinking. I've had to stop and learn to think and just really just kind of chill for a minute on some posts that I've read and different things. Don't just react. You know, there's different things that I've learned along this journey. And I think oftentimes the best things we do and that we feel like, you know, we have this purpose and this reason to do it. They're not the easiest. I think the the harder and the more difficult it's because there's there's value. Yeah. And there's a purpose. At least that's kind of how my life's been. No, for sure. So, um do you have anything to to close any final bits of advice? Yeah. I I think I just would want to encourage people to don't give up on social media. If you're frustrated with how it's looking, you have the power to change that, like we said. Um fix that for yourself and have it be a great tool in your life. Have it be something that, that inspires you and lifts you higher. And, uh, I just feel like working in social media has been a rocky ride for me a few years ago. I even got off social media altogether. If you want to know my real relationship with social media, there's been times like that, but that helped me find how I needed to use it in my life. So whatever you're hearing on social media, whatever you're hearing, don't be reactive, be proactive. If you, if something's making you feel like you're going to react, be proactive in finding that change that'll help you bring peace instead of anxiety. Don't feed that anxiety by diving deeper, digging deeper, wedging more. Find that peace by, by coming out of it, doing these self audits, finding out how your relationship with social media should be. And it'll be great. You'll find that it's light and airy and it, and it can provide that value for you and it won't feel so heavy. It won't rule your life. Quit answering the door. Quit answering the door. It won't rule your life. And as you engage in those positive things and you find that peace and that joy, 
it'll be you'll you might be amazed at what you start seeing in your feed is more positive things. Absolutely, it will be. And thank you for joining us today on Care in the Load podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed a conversation with Ashley Taylor as we've discussed how we can be a bridge and not a wedge on social media, as well in other aspects of our lives, and how we need to have boundaries and to take control and to audit our own personal social media use. Each of us have a story to share. Author Brene Brown reminds us that owning our story is the bravest thing you will ever do. The stories and experiences our guests share inspire us, as well as help us to grow and connect with others. We invite you to become a part of Karen the Load community through social media, as well as to share the site with those you know. We are stronger together. Keep Karen. Thank you.